live from the pleasure pool at Planet Hollywood. And brought to you by Blowfish for Hangovers. Own the night, save the day, happy hours lead to unhappy mornings. Enter the Blowfish. I'm Delmon. And I'm Malicious. And this is EQ2 Talk. Sunday, Monday, happy days. Tuesday, Wednesday, happy days. Thursday, Friday, happy days. The weekend comes, my cycle hums. Ready to race to you. These days are all happy days. These days are all share them with me. Goodbye, gray sky, hello, blue. There's nothing can hold me when I hold you. So right, you can't be wrong. Rocking and rolling all week long. This is episode number 68, and we are recording on August 10th, 2013. And Allie, why don't we still have theme music? Well, Del, I was trying to squeeze myself into a red dress, but things kept popping out. Lady. Well, uh, all right. Let's uh, let's turn our attention then to email. I think we have a few this week, Kelly, don't we? Yeah, I think you have the first one, don't you? I do. And the first one is from Abby. And Abby entitles his email, Welcome Home. Allie and Dell, welcome home. I hope this email finds you safe and in good spirits. I know you have lots of SOE Live stuff to cover, so here's my can I get your thoughts question. Allie, aside from an adorn, what currently is your favorite Ranger item, special effect? And Dell, what is your favorite Templar item with special effect? From the Far Off Report server, thanks for keeping us informed. Signed, Abby. Sent from my iPhone. <laughs> now everybody knows Abby has an iPhone. Oh, was I not supposed to say that? <laughs> no, you're fine. Okay. Because so, you can actually take that off. Okay. I can take that, what, take my iPhone off? No, people who have an iPhone People have an iPhone can actually take that off if they so choose. But well, Maybe Al- Abby wants to uh, tell us that he's uh, on the I bandwagon. <laughs> well, he's, I... He's I, I Abby. I, I Abby? Well, I Allie... I have a favorite special effect. I don't think I would call it a ranger item special effect per se. Uh, and if, if if I was supposed to make it specific to the ranger, then I fail. Um, but my favorite right now, as of this moment, is the little cloak clicky that gives you HPs um, from the, I think it's the COE signature quest line. Uh, the the Drenal cloak. cloak, yeah. Yeah, when you click it, it gives you massive extra hit points. Okay. So, you know, I can't, uh, I, I can't, I don't have to deal with the healer telling me I don't have enough. I ran out of hit points. Although usually I do run out eventually, but at least I have, I've brought everything to the table that I can. I'm, I'm all the ranger I can be. Well, it is true, Allie. 99% of people <laughs> run out of hit points and die 60% of the time. <laughs> 60% of the time. Only it 60. Works, yes. It works every time. It works every time. Uh, for me, my favorite uh, Templar item with a special effect is probably going to be not necessarily, again, maybe not specifically Templar, 
but uh, healer oriented, which is going to be the Mortal Coil, oh, which yes. is the quest reward or one of the quest rewards from a drop off the sisters encounter in Shard of Hate. So you like to share people's pain, do you, Del? I do like to share the pain. Uh, <laughs> I feel their pain. I feel their pain, and I'm doing the thumb thing. I feel your pain, Allie. And I'm going to feel 5% of your pain, technically. <laughs> but no more, no less. Uh, I, I think, yeah, I think, that's one of my, I think that's one of the cooler items. When I first thought about this, the, the one proc that, uh, that I thought was always a great proc was Overloaded Heal, and that goes all the way back to, like, uh, Kunark days. And it was because uh, Overloaded Heal was, was quite uh, quite a bit of what its name represents. It wasn't Overloaded Heal because it didn't have range. So you could heal anybody anywhere in the zone when that procced. So I remember using that a lot on the next Zona Fighter or getting to take advantage of that feature. Take advantage of that feature? That sounds like exploiting. Uh, I was clearly operating within the confines of the rules of the game world, Allie. <laughs> Clearly, and I cannot overloaded recall or heal? Yeah, overloaded heal. I cannot recall or deny Senator. Are you <laughs> sure? Are you sure it wasn't overpowered heal? It might have been overpowered heal. I, but although I do think its name was overloaded heal, and you could stack multiple of them on. Okay, so that's could, even better. You could be majorly totally over, overly yes. Um, so, but it was nice because it could heal people that were well beyond your range with that proc, and it had a sizable proc on it. So. Uh, unfortunately, though, I think that item has been, uh, let's say... Nerfed. I was going to go with improved so that it doesn't do that anymore. Improved. But if, if you want to whack it with the nerf bat, uh, yes, I agree. It's now working as intended. So yes. now what you're saying is what this thing could do is like if some jackass fell into the lava, then when you're doing Nexona or before you even got to Nexona, fell into the lava and couldn't get out. I fall in and I can't get out. Your heal could heal them so they wouldn't die to the lava. Uh, well, let me ask you. By the time we got to Kunark, I think you could fall in lava and not die, couldn't you? I don't know. When yeah. did they take out the lava equals death? Thing? I don't remember, but I've fallen in that lava and I was the jackass a lot of times. A lot of times. I'll say I never fell in the lava, but I certainly got knocked back into it. Or how about if you were going over the bridge to that Elder Ekron dude? Mm-hmm. Going over the bridge, and it's always stay to the right, stay to the right, stay to the right. Because you get bumped a little bit. You get bumped a lot. And if you're not paying attention, you can get bumped off the bridge. Uh, right before that, you kind of had to go up the ramp. I know we don't want to spend too much time reminiscing yeah, about sorry. DP. But you sorry. go up the ramp, and there were some drakes with huge knockbacks. Yes. People just went flying. Yes. You know, they look like ping pong balls being shot out of a cannon when that happened. Yes. And I, you know what? You can never spend too much time on VP, if you ask me. And yeah, but let's not. But getting back to overloaded heal, you were saying about its improvement or nerfage. That indicates uh, or explains why today nobody is wearing it. Oh, because it's been fixed. It's been corrected. Yes. It's been it's working as intended. It is now working as intended. So uh, my favorite mortal coil, my runner-up would be the overloaded heel when it of was broken. <laughs> yes. When it was broken. When it was not working as intended. Okay. Okay. And I have a nice little email here from Ulabi. And uh, Ulabi writes. This must be a new person because I don't recognize this name. Yes, Ulibi. I know. It is a new person. Yes, I did just go create a character named Ulabi. I am weak. <laughs> 
listening to the latest podcast, I think maybe I took win, win, win too literally. After Delmon mentioned winning at Shinies, I find I agree. You have won me over, quote unquote, one. Please tell me you're going to post the scavenger hunt photos somewhere, EQ2Talk, or your Facebook page, please. Signed, Ukabi. Spell checked. So uh, what do you think, Del? Can we post our scavenger hunt photos somewhere? Uh, I think we definitely can post them somewhere. We'll probably put them onto Facebook uh, because everybody can take a look at them. And uh, I think that's a great reminder for folks who still have entries that they would like to submit for the uh, great SOE Live uh, EQ2Talk photo scavenger hunt. Please get those in. I think let's set a deadline of uh, our next recording, Allie. How does that work? That sounds good. August 23rd, I believe, is what we decided. And don't forget to get those home edition entries in because when you're a home edition entry, creativity counts for a lot more. Uh, Yes, and you know us, Allie. We like creativity. Yes, we do. We like people to be inventive. Uh, Your interpretation of any of the items is uh is just that it's open to interpretation indeed uh perhaps though if you are going for the really abstract you might need to explain it to us because <laughs> well let's be honest neither Allie or i are all that smart abstract i can't even imagine what might be abstract i i don't know that i want to I don't want to give any hints, but I've certainly thought of how I would play the home edition. Really? Oh, Have sure. You... Yeah, I got plenty of ideas. Oh. Uh, for example, Allie, there was one where folks had to uh, purchase us a cocktail. A cocktail, yes. That's correct. Now, it didn't say that it had to be a real cocktail. That's true. Perhaps uh, one from in-game. Perhaps a little gnomish spirits. Yes. Could you could be run that. out and buy uh, the Dell and Allie, or Dally, two gnomish spirits. And deliver them in game. Or you could give us food and drink that we might actually use, you know, at level. Things that we're actually using that oh, might be useful. So, things. <laughs> I'm like trying to get something out of this. Yeah, I, I, I could definitely. <laughs> and, and when you're do, when you're showing up with her a ranger appropriate food and drink. A stack, by the way, yeah, she likes way, not likes just agility. one. Oh, oh, and she wants the five hour stuff. Why give don't me they, a stack, please, not yeah. just one. Show up with a quiver of arrows for her, too, because, you know what? Nothing's worse than being on raid and having to hear, stop the raid, I'm out of arrows. Especially from one of your rangers. In my defense, I've never done that. But I know some tanks who have run out of arrows. I'm not calling anyone out. I'm just saying. Just saying. No, and I'm not saying you, Allie, as a ranger, have ever run out of arrows that you've admitted to publicly. No, I've never actually run out of arrows, ever. Ever. Uh, There was a ranger who I was previously guild with who did it not once, but actually twice in two different guilds. Yes. You know, I I always thought that the the challenge was to show up for raid uh, fully repaired with all your gear at 100%. Yes. Uh, I guess if your class-defining ability, you (laughs) forgot to show... I mean, that's like the moral equivalent of, like you say, a tank saying, I forgot I left my shield in the bank. Hold on, let me go back and get it. <laughs> or, 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 or me going, I'm all out of heels, right? <laughs> I left the QR button back in the, in the guild hall. Let me go get that. Right. Uh, I think if there's one thing a ranger should never, ever show up to raid without, it's arrows. Right, right. Otherwise, what, what are you other than a target? You're, you're a just... dummy. A dummy. That's what you are. 
you're just a you're just a res bot at that point. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, Okabe also talks about uh, winning at shinies. I think we talked a little bit about that, and it's it's glad to hear that I have won Ulabi over. I'm not so sure if I've won Ukabi yet. Yes, but uh, in any case, you can you can win at EQ2 doing whatever it is that you like to do. Yeah, and I think that was our point. Yeah. So, uh, was that uh, all we had for emails? Yeah, that's it. All right, so let's uh, let's talk about uh, what just recently happened. Let's. And uh, I, I think you'd have to be living under the proverbial rock at this point uh, not to know that uh, Pound SOE Live, <laughs> and I'm still hashtagging and I don't know why. I wrote an email the other day, and I had to put it in there, and I actually hashtagged it. You know, um, can I just tell you a little something? Okay. There are people in their 20s who actually say hashtag such and such in conversation. All right. Apparently, I'm not from that generation because nobody has ever hashtagged me in conversation. <laughs> although hashtag I, SOE Live. But although I – and actually then – at one point, this actually went out as a tweet. If I could just share quickly one SOE Live story real fast. Oh, please. It. I was, I was uh, tweeting there, and I uh, mistyped. Oh, no. Yes, but it actually worked for my, for my own benefit. Oh. Because it actually made my point. I mistyped SOE Live as SOE Line. What? SOE, L-I-N-E, Line. As in commenting on how long the lines were oh. all the time. Oh, wow. I'm really slow. Yeah, so I started doing that throughout the weekend whenever I saw a huge line, uh, and certainly there were quite a few of those. That's really excellent, actually. Uh, An excellent typo. As Bob Ross would say, a happy little accident. A happy accident. Look like we're destroying everything. Don't worry about it. We don't make mistakes. We have happy accidents. Uh, What about your Mark Turtle? Type yeah, of. I did. I really want Mark Turtle, or as his real name is, Mark Tuttle, yes. stole my line, Allie. He totally stole your line. I was I was ripped off during the the uh, banquet. <laughs> you uh, were. Uh, and not only that, weren't they very pr- proud and thrilled with themselves to re- receive an award for actually yes. showing nothing? Yes. They actually they brought out the actual award. Apparently you get really something for showing nothing. Yes, and but the the bitch of it is that he did steal your line, the the punchline, and uh, called his own turtle. Yeah, and then I then I butchered his name, so I couldn't even get back at him while That's he was okay. on stage. That's okay, but you're supposed to do an at. Yeah, I should have done a, a at what his real you, name is. You and fail I, at the Twitter. I do so. fail at the Twitter. I, I fail at typing the Twitter, and then I fail at adding people. Yeah, I shouldn't talk because I fail at the. I fail at all things social media. I've decided I'm anti-social media, and I I I'm gonna start the the next anti-social media website as soon as I get around to that. <laughs> Let me know how that works out for you. Yes, I know, right? That no one is invited. It's closed circle only. <laughs> Allie's circle. So let's talk about the uh, the elephant in the room, shall we? Okay. I thought we said everything. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Well, yes, but this is this was so big, Allie. I think it it busted through Vegas. It exploded onto the Twitterverse. Okay. Yes, it was That's... all over my Facebook. <laughs> and you know, you know what I'm talking about. This thing called Next. Apparently now it has a name, and we've gotten to see it. 
And let me say this about it. From what I saw of EverQuest next, and let me be upfront first, I don't know how many more times I'm going to refer to it as EQ2 next. Yeah. I just yeah. do that and just roll with it if I do it. You know what I mean. I know. I only went to and saw the, the big reveal. Mm-hmm. I did not go to any of the uh, SWE, the SWE Next, the <laughs> EQ Next uh, <laughs> panels uh, because uh, I was mainly focused on other things. And to be honest, um, it's not real yet. It, it's not here yet. And to be honest, too, I don't know when it's going to be here. It will be here eventually. Uh, I don't see, see it coming anytime soon. You don't think it's real yet, even though you felt like you saw something? Oh, I, I think it's real. Okay. It's not real that I can touch it. No, but I mean, you saw something. I, I did see. I saw a human mage woman and a Karen fighter is what I saw. And I right, saw them you, in two scenes. But together. you saw something. You saw something. And so therefore it's real. Yes. Yes. So it is real. I guess it's not real in that we don't have a launch date. Uh, what I think I saw from what we saw and what very little information that I did gather from just that, that keynote, that big reveal, is uh, what I think they have is a game engine. What I don't think they have today is a game. Well, you don't know what they have. And, and, and when are they? I mean, it's, it's, it's far away still. You, Who make- cares what they have today? All that matters is what they have on launch day. Uh, agreed, agreed. And I think you're making my point that we don't, you know, they're, they're still figuring out classes. They're still sure. figuring out races. They're still figuring out mechanics. They're still figuring out what it mean, what a voxel really means to blow up and things like that. Uh, so I think they're still in a lot of uh, discovery and figuring things out phase. Yeah. So you're right. If they told us, oh, by the way, there are this many races and this many classes today – uh, well, while they could say that, I, I don't think it would be true because I still don't think they know yet. They're still working all that out. Uh, they had con- concept art for other races, uh, in which I will say I was personally offended that uh, all the concept art we saw for the other races was in full living color, except for the dwarf. You take everything so personally. When it comes to the dwarf, I do. Yes, yes, absolutely. But uh, there were six Six lovely drawings of very, you know, uh, emotive dwarves. Uh, Yes, only their heads, of course. Apparently dwarves in EverQuest Next will be headless. They have bodiless, bodiless. I guess. They have angry eyes. They have furry eyebrows. They have mustaches. Come on. They they did have all the classic dwarven qualities. And long eyebrows that looked very furry. Except for that they didn't have bodies. That's okay. Bodies are overrated. <laughs> <laughs> They'll just be floating heads in the game, apparently. It's fine. Uh, it's so, fine. On launch day, I'm sure you'll have a body. Okay, dwarf. very good. Very good. Thank you. I don't know what I don't know yet, I guess is my point. Yeah. We've seen a couple of minutes of video play, of, of gameplay. We've seen some... You mean we've heard? We've heard <laughs> a few minutes? Yeah. So, and we, well, we saw them run through a little dungeon and blow up some little characters. I couldn't even tell what monsters they were they were blowing up. They looked like little goblins or something, right? Yeah. We saw that for a few minutes. We watched uh, them run around and, and do some animations. We watched some facial features and stuff like that. Uh, they showed us what I, what I believe is what they have today. 
And I wonder how much they had to crunch to get that done, right? Yeah. A lot of people are making assumptions based on we've seen one Karen in one suit of armor, and we've seen one lady in one beige dress. That's all we've seen. And, you know, people are drawing a lot of conclusions from that. I think it's much like a lot of the speculation based on that one painting. Yeah. I don't know what I don't know. Right. But having seen what I think I've seen, I don't know if this is the game for me. Well, you think it's a little too early to say. I mean, you haven't even, like you said, they don't have classes or we don't know what the classes are. Or we don't know that there are even classes, per se. Certainly, it sounds like you're going to be able to be everything, right? I think they're going to yeah. introduce that Wonder Woman twirl that we talked about in the past. You know, we've we've seen a picture that Smed tweeted at one point of the sandbox. And then he tweeted one of a roller coaster with a red X over it, mm-hmm. implying this is not the amusement park. This game is going to be the sandbox. Right. And you're going to be able to create the world that you live in. And everything is going to be different. And just the the way one mob reacts to you is going to be different than it, it reacts to another person. And it may not react to you the same way twice. All this right. high-level AI and, and uh, making differences in decisions in gameplay. Right. I'm going to go out on a limb here. I'm going to extrapolate from that. One of the things I enjoy the most about MMOs is their complexity. And really what it gives me the ability to do is, frankly, measure my EP against other players. <laughs> Yes. Uh, I like achievements. Why? Yes. Because I can leaderboard those. I like raid kills because mm-hmm. I can leaderboard those. I can see. I can compare myself to somebody else. We know our guild has killed this, and this other guild hasn't. So therefore, we are better than they are. Right. That, that sort of thing. That very statistical comparison. And when you get into this, into this, the sandbox that they're describing, right? And I've talked about how I don't like sand because it's coarse and it's rough and it gets everywhere. Uh, when you have that sort of open-endedness or things could be different for you than they were for somebody else, well, how do you measure his success against my success? You know, to take a, to take a one step further, how do we measure our success in baseball if when I hit the ball, I have to touch three bases and you have to touch four? Right. Mm-hmm. You know, how do we say who's the home run king if – the fence is a different distance for you than it is for me. Well, we don't know how that's actually going to play out. Uh, I mean, we're making assumptions on what we've seen and heard. You know, we don't know that it'll play out that way. Like the criteria will be different. We don't, we know the experience will be different, but we don't know in what way it'll be different. Uh, very true, very true, and you you are, you are correct. I am making an incredible leap of faith in that. Right. And having watched the gameplay as well, that, that few minutes of gameplay we got to see where they actually right. had some developers playing in the little jungle there, it looked to me very, and this is, again, my opinion, mm-hmm. very arcade like Yes. It reminded, you mean like a console game? Yeah, it reminded me a lot of gameplay that I've seen, never played, of course, mind you, but I've seen of uh, DCUO. Okay. Where they're picking up cars and hurling them around and lots of movement and fast-paced action-based combat. As we all know, Delmon the Dwarf doesn't like to even joust. Right. Right. Let let alone move around during combat, right? Sure. He doesn't even want to get out when the red text is about to go off. So to me, I I just got that vibe from it. Right. And I swear I heard in a a hardway conversation eight buttons. 
Now, I don't know what these eight buttons were. In wow, that's to... funny. By the time it got to me, I heard four buttons. Oh, wow. Okay, so they're even getting fewer. fewer. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a little confused about how many buttons there are going to be. So, so it sounds like four arrows. <laughs> Up, down, left, right, A, B, C, D, right? <laughs> Maybe. Uh, so to me, and, and, and that smells a little bit. It sniffs a little bit of supporting that console-like environment, which I right. think they want to do, certainly. And I'm not very good at those type of games, as mm-hmm. I've said in the past. So... I don't know if it's the game for me. Well, maybe you could not throw the baby out with the bathwater. Maybe just see what happens. Maybe it'll be different than you think. Maybe check the beta. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and absolutely. And then, then when you add in this, this landmark thing. Oh. Right? Uh, which sounds to be very Minecraft-y. Internship-ish. Yeah. I mean, you're an intern. You're working for the main for nothing. Right. And you're an intern. And here, build my game. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. And have fun. And, and, Can I just and say that out loud? You did. But let me add one, la- one, one, uh, one additional caveat to it, Allie. And have fun while you're doing it and pay me. <laughs> well, uh, I, yeah. Uh, it, it looks to, you know, the whole voxel concept of using these blocks to build things and how cool you can make things look if if you want the bridge to be high arced or low arched, you can make your own bridge and all that. Uh, okay, I don't know. I, I'm not into that for for some reason. As much as I enjoy playing with Legos, well, not playing with, I craft things or create things with Legos, right? Nice. Uh, I don't. It's like you know the difference between dolls and action figures. Of course. Uh, listen, I, I don't do it in game today that we have today. I don't participate yeah. in highly successful dungeon making. I, I don't. Think- Decorate houses? Yes. They're not looking for you to do anything, Del. I think they're looking for people like my kid to do things for them. And you know what? He'd do it because it's fun. Uh, There are a lot of people who are. It's just not for me. Right. There are people like my son who like to build things for fun. And he could sit there and play Minecraft all day long in creative mode and, like, you know, explain to me forever all these things and i'm like whatever i i don't get it i don't get it and wow this is really horrible graphics (laughs) but uh, you know and he'd probably have a field day in eq next landmark you know building their game for them and i don't know maybe he will and maybe he'll submit all his stuff and you know and i think some people get a kick out of having their work or their play or their thing that they spent three seconds on being uh, used in a live game. I think that would be kind of a charge for some people, especially, you know, a nine-year-old. Sure, and I I think you're right. I think, you know, it's interesting you you talk a little bit about that, that Landmark may not just be for the 20 to 30 to 40-something range. You know, this, this creativity tool, this building tool, this... SOE version of Minecraft, I don't know what else to call it really, right, can appeal to a larger, broader totally. range base, you know, bringing in those, those free realm level players, those kids, yeah. and having them build stuff. They don't have to go around punching the mobs in the face and taking their stuff. Right. My kid doesn't want to punch any mobs and take their stuff unless you can use it to build something else or sure. make something out of, you know, because if you kill a pig, you get something from it. You get pork or oh. something. I okay. don't know. I don't, I've never played Minecraft. I assume I, it would spit I, out I bacon or something. I, I don't know. You get something. They, they'll sit there and explain to me, well, you get this and you get that. I'm like, eh, what? 
what? I I can't hear you. I don't understand what you're talking about. But yeah, I mean, I think it's like Legos gone wild a little bit. Sure, sure. And I think it's uh, you know, it could be fun for some people. Absolutely, and I, and I think that's key. It's it's fun for some people, much like we have a lot of different playstyles in EverQuest too. Mm-hmm. Everything from house decorating, uh, crafting, you know, solo play, group play, uh, raid level play. We have all these different things going on. Uh, you're free to play your way, kind of thing. You can do what you want to do and consume as much or, or as little as of each playstyle as you want. You know, mm-hmm. it's up to you. Uh, I don't gravitate towards that sort of creativity building side. Uh, and that's okay. There are yeah. other people who like that. Yes. I like being on the rails because I know where I'm headed. Yeah. And that sandbox confuses me. It creates the <laughs> the deer in the headlight syndromes of what do I do next, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I like zoning in and there's the quest feather and I go over and I hail the guy. He says, go kill 10 rats. I go kill 10 rats. I bring him back 10 dead rats. You know, I think there's like a whole, there's got to be like a whole philosophy, a uh, whole philosophy about... MMOs and how the different generations interact with them. Because if you think about it, the different, you know, maybe we only have a couple generations to deal with here, but I think people are different and you, you can see between the, your generation and your kids, how they act differently and how they interact differently. Like I watch my son play, the Lego games and I'm like teaching him how to farm coin, you know, like here, here's how you max your min max your coin. And he's all, whatever. I'm just checking things out. He's very sandboxy. I'm very min max, but you, you can't leave coin sitting there. You have to grab it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. You, you like to be on that rail. You like to know where you're going and you, you have yeah. a, a course of action. Right. He doesn't, he'll just like, you know, hit things, coins fall out, and he's walking away. Like, what are you doing? You can't leave those coins. They're going to disappear. you got to grab them. He's more interested in exploratory play where you have you have defined goals and things you want to accomplish. <laughs> exactly. And again, why? maybe for me at least, why so I can measure my goals against yours it, at the end of the day? Exactly. You, you can't yeah. measure wandering around. <laughs> you cannot measure how cool one person's tower looks compared to one person's bridge. Yeah. No, I mean, we each have to build the same bridge so we can measure who did it the fastest. Right. You know, there because, needs to be some kind of empirical answer right. here. And I, and I wonder, you know, when you get into that sandboxy type environment that you're talking about that we've heard about for EverQuest Next, there is a population of the player base who is, well, like me, although may be a small one, who is interested in the loot chase, the progression, mm-hmm. the measurement and the e-painting yes do you still want to cater to those because they do pay right they do spend money with you mm-hmm. uh but if you go true sandbox where i guess this is what i'm envisioning so that's why i'm saying it's not for me it's the it's the wild wild west anything goes type of of mmo see i i'm guessing now we're all speculating at this point mm-hmm I would imagine that they are completely aware of all these different gameplay styles. Um, They are completely aware of who does what and who thinks like what and what Delmon is doing and 
from what Delmont is thinking and what Allie's thinking and what Allie's kid is thinking and who's paying Allie's kid's game, right? I think they know all of these things and they are just basically trying to do the best that they can, get the most they can and do the best, you know, put out the best game that they can in the genre that they want to do. And and I know that sounds really lame, but I really think, you know, they're trying to they're trying to break ground in a way. I mean, maybe it's not every single thing they're doing is like breaking new ground, but I think they're breaking ground with the fact that they are doing it all together at one time. They're creating one world for all of this. Yes, they're creating one world where you can you know, it's like Prince of Persia meets Tomb Raider meets Minecraft meets EQ meets, you know, I, I don't know. Think of any other. I, I, I can't even come up with them all. There, there's so many things that seem to play into what we've seen. I was reminded of so many different games watching those demos. And yet it's totally new. Mm hmm. Uh, and the look and feel of the characters and look and feel of the world and the sound and the magnitude of everything. Um, and then the concept that you can build this, you know, they're doing this other game. It's just so much. There is so much going on. Uh, it's almost too much to take in. Absolutely. And you, you know, you talk about what we saw. Well, I think what we saw looks stunning. Mm hmm. Uh, I am reminded at times, while while that really looked cool, we saw very little. Mm -hmm. And much like when I watch, say, a game like uh, Madden, Madden NFL. Okay. It looks cool the first game, (laughs) right? You see all the players tackling, the sideline angles, stadium view, all these different things, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, wow, I can make it snow during the game. Okay, (laughs) so you watch the game in snow. Well, okay, let's play another game. Well, it's the same game again. The snow still looks exactly the same. After a while, hey, I've watched that same tackle move made a dozen times. Yeah. Or that camera angle. So while it's very uh, interesting to watch, and I remember there was one day I was walking through CompUSA. Let me date myself. Wow, that's okay. But they, I know I know CompUSA. Yeah, and they had Madden NFL on the, on the end cap playing in computer mode. And I uh-huh. stood there and watched it like it was a real game. And then after the you know dozen plays or so, I'm like, well, wait a minute. We just saw that play a moment ago. Mm-hmm. Hey, there's the coach's head again. It looks exactly like it did moments ago. It's not real. I mean, it's stock footage that they keep putting in. So while it's cool and fun the first time, much like a movie trailer, it looks really funny when I see it for the first time. But when I see it over and over again, is it still as interesting the millionth time I've played through it? So uh, it's easy to fall in love and think, oh, wow, this looks awesome and it's great. Because it's not like anything else you've seen thus far. Right. So I, I fear a little bit, too, and I wonder, you know, here they, they he, Smed had promised, uh, what, a year ago at Fanfare, or SOE Live, excuse me, uh, there'll be something real for you to see. And certainly this time around, they delivered on his statement. There was something well, to see. Yeah. Is it like a movie trailer? And how far off are we actually going to get to see this? You know, we're hi- the hype begins now, right? Sure. How long can they ride this hype wave for? As long as they have good marketing. <laughs> right, right. Well, yeah. and at Sorry. some point, though, you hear so often, I don't believe the hype. 
if you well, talk about it long enough, yeah, does it, well, it grow to mythical portions that it will never meet? I think if they, uh, I don't know. I mean, we're getting into like some really corporate things that, you know, maybe, I don't know, we don't know enough, but I think um, you can ride that wave for a year. Okay. I think on what they have. You can ride that wave for a year, but they need to keep putting out little things here and there and building the excitement, right? Right. I think that the whole landmark thing is a really cool idea, and I think it's really good. I think it's going to be really good. Um, The fact that they are from the get-go basically saying, we know this works if you help us. We'll make it really easy for you to help us do what you want, build what you want and what you like. And we are not guessing you do it and you show us what you like. You show us what works and we'll put it in the game. I think it's cool. I think it's a great idea. I think it's the next evolution of player studio. Totally. And it's easier it's more accessible. Mm-hmm. You know, it's here, these ready-made tools. You don't have to download anything. You don't have to be an expert. You don't have to be a professional. You don't have to be a 3D artist. You just download this, and guess what? You can create the game. And I think it's cool. I think that's really, really cool. And I think that part of it is going to be a whole other mini game that's a, like a maxi game. You know, it's like... Something else. It's a whole nother game, basically. That's Minecraft. Now, I personally am not all Minecrafty, but I know a lot of people are. Yes, there are. And I have to say, though, I, when you first said mini game, I'm like, <laughs> I don't know if I'd call it a mini game. It's a little more than just, you know, oh, a little yes. thing. But I, I don't know if Maxi Game <laughs> is the moniker we want to put on that. Only because you have pre uh, pre existing. Um, there, there are other, there are other things in the marketplace that are using that sort of uh, nomenclature. So I'm thinking we'll shy away from that for now. Fine, but you. But I see where point. you're going. I absolutely see where you're going with your yeah, maxi my... game. Okay, you understand my point. That's mm-hmm. all I'm saying is, mm-hmm. you know, it's bigger than the average bear. Okay, yeah, so it's providing all the coverage that you need. Adam. Oh my goodness, you're the one who made that connection, not me. Okay, just saying. I'm sure a lot of other listeners did as well, but okay. No, I don't no, just think me. So. All right, very good. It was just me. Uh, so let me say this, though, about it, too. Uh, having been at SOE Live recently, I-, I can now say I now know how EverQuest felt oh. at Fanfare 2004. Oh. When they started, here comes EverQuest 2, and EverQuest 2 became the new favorite child. Right, and EQ was all, well... Exactly. Well, well, I'm still here. Now I fear EverQuest. Yeah, EverQuest <laughs> Two is now the the middle child, and you know, middle child syndrome is sitting in, yeah. sitting in, setting in. I got that vibe in general from SOE Live. Yeah. Um, the panels, the EQ Two panels, didn't seem to have all the pizzazz or chutzpah or excitement that they did. Are you uh, feeling like Jan Brady? I really am. I really am. And I hate to say this, but right now, EverQuest next. Well, all I hear all day long at school is how 
great Marsha did this, or how wonderful Marsha did that. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. <laughs> and I don't like it, because I like Jan. <laughs> With her braces. With her braces, yes, yes. Uh, and and I I like EverQuest too, and I well it's still the big kid on the block because let's be honest we don't have next and we don't have landmark yet but they are coming soon know, soon with TM right uh, I, I I do fear that a little bit that we are going to become the middle child oh. and be forgotten it saddens me it is very sad I feel very sad for Jan. And her braces. Uh, yeah, because right now, EverQuest <laughs> Next is is what? It's the BGOC. It's the big game on campus. Everybody wants to hang out with it. It's really uh, cool. It's behind locked doors. You yes. know, so it must be yes. better than what we have. Right. Uh, so, yeah, to be honest, I got that feeling from SOE Live. I really kind of did get the middle child syndrome feeling. Yeah, yeah. Um, especially when you're sitting in, uh, sitting in the EverQuest 2 panel and you can hear the uproar and the excitement <laughs> behind the divider wall because you know that's where the next panel is, right? Right, right. And oh, yeah, and they're all cheering and screaming for it. And I'm sitting there going, yeah, yeah well, what about our mechanics? I, you know, when is my Shadow Knight going to be able to res? Yeah, it needs to be asked. These questions need to be asked. When am I going to be able to sit in chairs? It needs to be asked. You have a Shadow Knight? Of course I do. Doesn't everybody? (laughs) It's a very very powerful class. I know. I have one. Do you play it? No. Do you know how to play it? Yes, I do. I know You know that it can't res, right? I know that I can AE. And I know that I solo a lot. (laughs) You don't need to taunt until you become level 95. Right. So I'm not there yet, but okay. I'm close. I'm close. Uh, so, yeah, I, I got this feeling. And, and, you know, maybe the tracks that we saw at SOE Live were a little disjointed because EverQuest Next kind of you know, pushed its way in and muscled its way in. Um, I, I really feel like EverQuest Next, we are going to have to be very loose with our expectations. What... Is it? Is it an MMO in the normal, well, what's normal, right? Is it an MMO that we think is normal? Or is it some other thing? Is it a console game? Is it a duo game? Is it a solo game? Is it a, is there rating? Like, is there grouping? To be honest, we don't know those, the, the answers to those questions. And I, and I would have to wonder, do they know the answers to those okay. questions yet? I don't know. And, and I think that's, you know, comes back to a little what I said earlier. I think they have an, an engine, but what they don't have yet is a game. Right. You know, so they, they have this way to run the world and they've got the concept of the voxel. So they know what their world is, mm-hmm. but how things are going to happen in their world. I don't think they know the answers to those things yet. And I think that launch is still a ways away. Yeah, and I, I honestly, I got to say, I really hope that while they're doing this, they don't get so wrapped up in doing something new that they forget about the tried and true things that work. For example, grouping works. Mm-hmm. Whatever the size the group is, grouping works and rating works. And... Like, let's not reinvent the entire MMO concept, I think, just to be different. 
I really hope they don't abandon it. And then, I mean, this will, this, I'm going to sound like that stupid question in the Smoke Jumper interview when I said, do you really think you know what the players want? <laughs> well, you would hope because they're selling it, right? Right. Okay, so I just want them to not abandon the things that we expect to be normal. Like, don't ignore what we expect to be normal. I, I think you're right. There, there are certain things that are classic MMO. Right. And if you don't have them, it's really something else. Right. It's not an MMO. And the question is, you know, are they trying to create an MMO or are they trying to create the next thing? You're mm-hmm. right. There are a lot of things in, in, in EverQuest and all the other titles along the way that are, some have come and some have gone. Mm-hmm. Right, both SOE titles and other ti- uh, other vendor titles. Right, right. Draw from that, but and and include what is good. What is good? Right. Good speaking, tell. <laughs> you know. Well, really. Bring, bring no, in what's, I mean, seriously, what's worked. Right, Don't ignore what's, what's worked just because you want to invent something new. Right. I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think grouping and rating is kind of central to MMO play. No matter what you decide to do with all the rest of it. Yeah, you know, classes, races, whatever. Do whatever you're going to do, but the social aspect of an MMO is you can't, you just can't avoid that. You can't have an MMO if you don't have grouping and rating. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. That's all. Okay. And and whatever that may, whatever form that may take. I, I I don't even know what it might take. I'm I'm like all the lines are gone at this point from what we've seen so far. I feel like I feel like there it's not a normal thing. This is going to be something totally outside of what we are used to. And I guess that's why I'm I'm hoping that they recognize that we still want groups. We still want groups. Do do your thing, do your creative thing. Just don't mess with the grouping aspect. I think we still need groups. Uh, fair enough. I I agree. I think there are certain core values that they need to maintain. Yes. To to still appeal to the to the MMO player. Yes. Even though that player is evolving, they still need core things to attract that player. Yes. So, but it, just to kind of sum up what we've been talking here about, a request next. And because this certainly is EQ2 talk, not EQN talk yet. Oh, yeah. I'm sure someone's already reserved that. I wouldn't know. <laughs> and uh, But there's one thing, you know, and, and this is maybe why sometimes I'm the, the glass is half empty guy. And sometimes I've been accused of being the naysayer all the time. Yes. Uh, while certainly what we heard and saw looked fantastic. It looked very exciting. It was visually appealing. Uh, I don't know much about EverQuest Next, but I do know it's awfully loud. <laughs> that it is. It is loud. But it reminded me when listening to Smoke Jumper talk about, oh, my, the world is going to be dynamic. Things are going to change. We're going to have this. We're going to have that. So as he's up there and he's talking about all this, it, it reminded me of something. It reminded me of a, a, of a video, and I believe it's out on YouTube somewhere, of Scott Hartsman talking about EverQuest 2 before it launched. Mm. He's talking about all these really cool features and uh, and groundbreaking things that this game is going to do. And I recently watched that video again, and and I'm thinking in the context of what the game is today. And granted, the game is nine years old at this point. So comparing what Scott said to nine years of time is, is not necessarily fair. But even if you listen to it, you compare it to what the game launched with. 
and what it was like within the first year. Mm-hmm. That video of Scott Hartsman is very different from what actually launched and what it became. So while I think Smoke, uh, Smoke Jumper, it's interesting to listen to him and all the things that he talked about, whatever Quest Next will be, I'll be interested to see what it's like in a year. And go back after a year of runtime of it, of, of people playing it. And I, I hope that what they invent and what they create, and that you talked about some of the new things that they want to do, the new, thing, the, new, the new MMO that they're trying to create. Well, that might sound good and it might work on the whiteboard. What's it like when you really release it and you have thousands of people doing it and playing it? And there were a lot of things in the, in the Hartsman video that, while I think sounded good in the design phase, but once the game actually got out into the wild, it, it didn't necessarily work so well. Mm-hmm. So, and it's certainly, you watch that video and go, wow, this game is amazing. It does everything. And, and certainly when Smoke Jumper was talking, I was sitting there, wow, this sounds amazing. It's going to do all these things and be a floor, a, a floor covering and a, and a dessert topping at the same time. <laughs> I, I'm, inter- I'm going to be interested to see in a year after it launches how well it holds up to what they talked about today mm-hmm. and what they talk about as they lead up to it. Because I fear sometimes things change and they don't necessarily always work out the way they do in in the keynote. Oh, that's interesting. So you, it's still on YouTube. You can find this um, EQ2 video of Hartsman talking about um, the game before it launched. Yeah, yeah. I think it's still out there, and I think it's it's a good reference to listen to and then think about what EverQuest Two is and how it evolved. We just saw another kind of like introductory keynote through Smoke Jumper the other week at, at SWE Live. I think it'll just be interesting to see how it pans out, and I and I hope that's not being a naysayer that they're gonna that it's gonna radically change. Mm-hmm. But we'll just I'm just interested to see. I yeah I'll have to check that out. I'll have to take a look, um, see if I can find that and and watch it. I definitely uh, I can't wait to see what EQ Next is gonna be. Um, but I do like looking back kind of at the past and knowing where we came from and having seen it the whole whole way through. Agreed, agreed. So uh, let's let's turn our focus a little bit then to, to Jan. Yeah. Let's actually talk about EQ2 stuff for a change. Poor Jan. Sh- yeah, shocking, right? This is the EQ2 Talk podcast. I know. So, uh, you know, I have a whole bunch of notes of stuff that we kind of jotted down that we heard along the way. And uh, let's say that these are in no particular order. Mm-hmm. And I think that's okay because it was a whirlwind of a weekend anyways, and stuff's just flying at you. So I think it would be difficult to put to prioritize these because stuff just hits you all the time throughout the whole weekend about EverQuest 2. Yeah. So I think one of the, the, the biggest things we got to hear about was the insta-level 85 characters. Right. That was kind of a shocker. Well, I don't know if it was a shocker or not, because certainly we've been talking about it. We've had Holly on at one point talking about it. We asked Kander about it as well. This concept of an insta-max level. I guess I didn't think that it was really real. Well, you know what? I, I, I guess I believed it, even though I've been harping for it and hoping for it. I always kind of knew it was going to come eventually. When, just, when was it, the question? It's totally shocking to me. Totally shocking. I think probably because they're not charging for it. At, at least that's how it sounds on the surface. Yeah, we didn't get a lot of specifics other than you're going to be 85. You're going to have comparable gear. 
and you're going to be starting out in DOV. Mm-hmm. And they're going to revamp DOV to accommodate these Insta-85s. And you're getting a flying mount without having to do anything. Exactly. Uh, so apparently the five-day background check for a flying mount is... Not, Irrelevant. Yeah. Uh, you could get it in 300 highly successful dungeon marks, which <laughs> took about a couple hours. But now it's just log in and you can have a flying mount. Right. Uh, and that's okay. Uh, because I guess all along I've been saying, why not? Why, to be honest, I'm shocked. Is why did it take them so long to get to this point? Right. So I, I know there were a lot of people kind of uh, expressing a little bit of concern. Oh, the dumbing down, the, the, uh, the instagratification of the game. But we, we we did that. We've done that. Uh, certainly. Certainly. Uh, I don't think any of those apply. Uh, I, I think all you have to do is look at all the reasons why you think insta-max level characters are a bad thing. And I can almost guarantee you I can come up with a reason why that isn't a valid point. Anymore. Anymore. Right. Yep. So, uh, you know, I'm excited about it. Will you make an insta-85? An insta are you asking me? Yes, you. Well, who else um, would I be talking to? Well, no, I, I, I wasn't sure if you were talking to listeners. No, they don't. They don't pay attention. <laughs> um, I don't know. It depends on what it is. I mean, are they really going to let me just press a button and have a level 85 Inquisitor with a full set of armor and an AA template and a flying mount ready to go? I think the answer is yes. I think that's exactly what they intend to do. So I can roll an Inquisitor without knowing what I'm doing, and all I have to do is grind 10 levels. Yes, and I would say, how has that stopped you before? Uh, it takes longer. <laughs> before takes it, lo- would, it would take longer before, and so <laughs> I didn't do it. It takes me longer to realize I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> now I know right away because I'm 85. Right, but at least when I do 85 for free... I could say, you know, give me a raid slot in a week and a half. And by the way, I just rolled this tune a week and a half ago. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Wow, crazy. That's kind of crazy. So could I have your raid slot? Because maybe uh, an Inquisitor is more valuable than a, ra- a Ranger. Or or maybe um, a Channeler is more valuable. Or maybe... <laughs> well, you've well, said the magic word. Absolutely, Allie. So I will be logging in and creating a level 5 Channeler. Because why would I want to learn it through 85 levels when I can just learn it for the last 15? Exactly. Uh, And I think anyways, that's where you're going to learn it anyways. You're going to learn it in a tier because at that tier you get all your spells or abilities usually anyways, right? Right. So why not just do it in one tier? Pretty much. I mean, there's really, what's the point? You're just grinding. Don't most people, when they grind a tune, don't they just ignore it? You don't actually press any buttons? You just power level? Uh, if you're being power leveled, if you actually have to kill the mobs yourself, uh, you learn what your nukes are, whatever your characters uh, are. Yeah, not that doesn't all of those mechanics don't work the same way through every level. Probably I not. But you know what? When I'm running around and I'm just bonking mobs on the head with my OP gear and they're dying because they're all down arrow in the overlands. You know, I don't have to worry about. I don't right. have to worry about that second hot bar because I only need one nuke. Well, I can nuke just, and attack. Right, I could just have somebody auto follow Allie and Ooh. just PL. Right. Is that so, how you're going to get your channeler to 95? Well, maybe. Okay. It depends. I don't know if I, I'm not sure what's going to happen. We'll find out. Well, what do we know about Tune in Ch- next time. <laughs> What do we know about channelers thus far? Oh, we know they're priests. Yep. They wear leather. Yep. 
and they carry a bow. They got okay. a pet. So it's like basically a ranged healing beast sword. To replace Ooh, druids? Monk. Druid. Yeah, druid. That's to replace it. the druid. Maybe. Thank God they wear leather and not plate, because that's one less person who's going to be rolling against me. Really, that's about all we know about a Chandler. I know they had them set up so people could play them. Yeah, uh, I couldn't. I couldn't find that area on the show floor, so I never got to try one out. I I think uh, you'll have a chance. I think you'll have a chance. Uh, they'll be on beta soon enough. At some point, we can you can play one there. I think they're open to feedback. Certainly, if you're a priest, I think you might have good feedback. So you might be someone who should be testing those things. Okay, I can give that a try, Ellie. Well, I know like, you like to put in your two cents. Uh, I got a lot of two cents to stick in. Uh, so my next two cents, DOV, going free to play. What do you think? Yeah, I think it's good. I think we're, you know, it's the the whatever expansion minus one that they give you, right? It's right. supposed to be. And the AOD thing kind of screwed everything up. Um, yes. Yep. So, yep. you know, they still have COE to sell. DOV really should be free yep and aod is going to be carved up into its individual line items and apparently you're going to be able to buy whatever you want or not buy so if you if you want the merc and don't want the beast lord you can buy that uh, particular thing and not need all of aod to have that uh that mechanic turned on for you yeah and i think that's a good thing too because um it's become to the point where aod is kind of critical if you're if you're a rating person uh for the reforge and maybe some other people don't really care about that. They want other parts. And and people have been asking for the a la carte thing with AOD for a long time. So I think that's a good thing. Uh, I would say basically since AOD launched, they've been asking for a la carte. Yeah. Now, I don't know what the price point will be of these, but we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. Uh, so we're getting a new expansion. Yes, we are. Tears of the Sean Vichine. Or machine. Whichever. I don't even know which way is right anymore. I, I don't I, think either one is right. I feel like we've been mispronouncing Vishan. I think it's Vishan. You know, I think that you say that. I think that's how Windstalker pronounced it when she was up on stage. I'm pretty sure it's Vishan. And we are just idiots. Not surprising. <laughs> so, yeah, October 15th, we have a date. We do. I found that getting a date to be surprising. I found that extremely surprising. And I found actually, too, the the date was, was actually surprising as well. Yeah. Traditionally, we're used to the November time frame. Well, what do you mean traditionally? They keep changing things uh, all the time. In the past. That's okay, what traditionally October means. October 15th gives them at least two weeks of wiggle room. For, right? To wiggle to what? To November 1. Oh, okay. Sure, sure. They'll probably wiggle... By a couple of weeks. Uh, no, I, I think you, you should have learned your lesson last year during oh. our fantasy EQ2 talk. Yep. I do believe when they come out with dates like this. Yeah, they fully intend to meet them. Yes, it is hell or high water. Uh, they had better be able to say if we launch today, the the universe will implode on itself. I really wish everything would work that way. You know, like construction deadlines. Uh, absolutely. So well, I, I just I, I look at these dates and say it's happening this day. Yeah. Uh, there might if if they have to slip, there had been a they'll have a monumental reason why, and it won't be well. There wasn't enough polish. No, no. This thing's going out the door on October fifteenth, whether or not it works or it doesn't. Oops, <laughs> did I say that out loud? I should not have said that. I'm sorry. 
Well, you know, because really there weren't enough pe- people in beta, so we have to beta after launch. And we are getting a month's worth of beta on this one, too. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. And again, they're already announcing those dates as well. So uh, tears- maybe they were told they should by us. Uh, maybe, maybe. I don't remember. I remember telling them they need to put giant kill count in, and I don't remember <laughs> telling them I need a 30 day beta, but that's all right. Maybe not you specifically, because, oh. you know, there's more than one person playing an MMO. Oh, I would hope so. I would hope yes. so. Uh, no new levels in the expansion, of course. Good. And I, yeah, good, good. I don't know why somebody had to step up to the mic and ask that. I think that was the. You know, I always look for the most foolish question I think I heard during Fanfare. <laughs> and I think, you know, are there going to be any new levels in the expansion was about the most foolish question I think uh, that I heard. I mean, there were no really funny ones. But, I mean, really, at this point, what would we go to? My guess would be 97. And what would you do between 95 and 97? You'd just you'd, grind. You'd go up two levels. You're just grinding. Right. Are you going to go, oh, wait, let's go to the 95, the 96 zone? No. You know, no. You're just going to do it, and it's going to be done. So all it is is just another thing out there uh, that really doesn't add any benefit because all they'd have to do is jack the mobs levels up as well, higher. Yeah, exactly. So I, you know, I can certainly appreciate no new levels. I'm okay with that. I think, I think the whole leveling concept is a, an item of a bygone day for MMOs. Because it sets up this this ladder that you have to climb, and it precludes players from coming in late. Now, if you picked up the box on the shelf, not that there are going to be boxes on the shelf, <laughs> of, of Tears of V, and you flip it over and it says for levels from 1 to you know, 97, oh, great, 97 levels. That sounds like a lot. That, right. I ain't doing that. And you put it back on the shelf. So uh, I think levels are going away, and to increase them, I think, is foolish. Now... What I think we're doing is we're going wider, not taller, but we're going wider mm. because we're getting additional uh, AAs. Yep. They call these dragon AAs or something. <laughs> I think it's just a moniker that they put because each archetype has a sort of dragon counselor or, you know, leader or whatever. Right. The, the, it's just a label. I'm not sure what. I think it's just a label. Uh, maybe. So it's just a dash of flavor. Yeah. Would you like a little pepper on that, I guess? Sure. Oh, okay, Give me some pepper. Sure. Oh, I'm, I'm whooshy. I know that much. Yeah. I don't really know what that means. Other I'm Darathar. Are you? Okay. Yeah. We're two dragons. Yeah. And uh, we're, but all scouts are Darathar and all healers yeah. are whooshy. But you so. know what? Everything's better with dragons, I think. Uh, you know what? Maybe, maybe you're exactly right there. I think that's why they did it. Because everybody loves dragons. Everybody, you know what? The reason I started playing EQ2 in the first place, mm-hmm. is to kill dragons. That's okay. all I want to do is kill dragons. And I think people respond to dragons, and I think they know that people respond to dragons. So what? So let's put some AAs in <laughs> So what you're saying, then, is more AAs is metal. It's totally metal. All and, right. and, the new, and the new expansion is going to be even more metal because there's more dragons. Not only that, they're dragons we're ki- we've killed, so we're going to kill some more, I guess. Yes. We're going to go see them after they're dead. Yes, we're going to get to see what happened to the dragon after you yeah. stuck a sword through it. Exactly. I hope Nixon is there. Of all the dra- I hope Nixon is there because I want to go back up and give her one more B slap for all the agony she put really? us through. Oh, yeah. You're going to put a ring on it, Del? Uh, no, I am certainly not putting a ring on, on, on that. 
No. Uh, we also heard about, what did we hear about? We heard about Dungeon Finder. Oh, yes, we certainly did. And, and there's a tagline for Dungeon Finder 2.0. What was it? I don't know. Uh, we're gonna, it's going to be right this time, we promise. Oh, we yes, yes, we, really, really. Really, literally, it's going to be better. <laughs> literally. I don't think she said literally. She didn't say literally, but she really. She did say really like five times, didn't she? Yeah, so uh, I'm excited by this. I was extremely excited by Dungeon Finder 1.0. They're not going to mess this up. They can't. I hope not, Allie. I really you know, because hope Because if not. you come out and you say, we're going to revisit Dungeon Finder, and it's going to be awesome and you're going to love it, really, you can't say that unless you know for a fact it's really going to be awesome. Yeah, yeah, right? I mean, you, she, she went out on a limb. She uh, did. Windstalker went out on a limb and, and basically said, you know, without saying it, Dungeon Finder 2.0 will be right this time. We're going to get works. it right. Yes. It actually works. You'll actually have a healer in your group. I, I'm, I'm fearful of it because, I, you know, there were a lot of problems with Dungeon Finder 1.0. Let's be honest. There were a lot of things wrong with it. You mean that no one ever was in there? That well, that I think because one, it it fell down when it first launched, right? And then Pete, you know, why why go back to something that's broken, right? Why yeah, go back well, to something that's not metal? They're they're not going to launch something that sucks again. I think because you know you you know you say you have one chance to make first impression. Well, you have one chance to make a first impression until the two point oh. Or the 3.0. Every time you launch something, you have another chance. Let's hope the 2.0 goes well. Because I don't know about how much people will believe you anymore after 3.0. I think it'll be good. Because they've figured out how to make those groups work. Well, I think, you know, personally, I think one of the biggest failures of Dungeon Finder 1.0 was not actually to find you a dungeon was that it couldn't find you a group. Right. That's that's the whole idea. Right. And, but and... people didn't want to queue up for it for, because I believe the content is too difficult. You, you know, we talked about this in the past. You have to be an expert in all these encounters in order to be successful at them. Yeah. And people didn't want to sign up and be exposed as a fraud. Right. So that meant people that you, you have to get people into this thing. And I think if it's not going to help you do the content, Making a group out of you isn't really going to do that much better at it, right? You know, because what? I, and, I, and I think they're going to try to apply some logic. They're still are they still hung up on the one red plus one green plus four others makes a group? Mm-hmm. Not in EQ two, it doesn't, right? Uh, because there are certain encounters that are highly specialized where you really kind of right, need, but I need this or that. But that's why they're doing this whole group maker thing where you can. Pick and choose. Right. And that's what I'm hoping. So I'm hoping they get it right. And I, I'm hoping people come back to it. I hope they don't say oh. it's, you know, it's yeah. the, the first one was a failure. So therefore, this one will no, be a I failure. No, I think people will. Anytime you launch something new, people are going to try it. You're going to have like your maximum capacity in there. I think people are going to try it because, you know, they don't also remember what you remember. You're still mad about it. And most people are not mad about it. Don't. I'm not mad about it. I'm, I felt <laughs> let down. 
I but sat, you still remember Dungeon Finder, and you have a bad taste. Because I sat by the phone alley waiting oh, for Dungeon Finder to call, and she I, never did. No, I know. It it's was horrible. horrible. Yes, yes. And your and, hours and hours and hours, and you went and did laundry, and it was just bad. I bet if I could get in it now, I could stay until the service come down next Tuesday and not have a group. It's you're, that. Probably, you're probably right, which is really sad because you're a healer. Right. I'm I'm part of the Holy Trinity. I should be get people should be tripping over themselves to group with me. Exactly. I don't get it. Something Merc slots. Oh, yes. What do you think of the Merc slots? I think that's great. I think it's about time uh, that we are able to store and swap out Mercs instead of dumping them for something that I need right now. When I, I already had, you know, Mr. Right. I gotta dump Mr. Right. Just to get Mr. Right now? Yeah, you did. If you had yeah. Frank the Tank and you needed Sally the Healer, you had to yeah. go back to town, stop wherever you were, and go back to town and get it. Yeah, and now with the new this new system, I believe it'll be like the mount tab. That's how it sounds. That's and how it sounds can, to me, yep. You can have a number of mercs. Now, how many? I don't know, but a number... Some number, more than one. That's good. And, and I think what problem this also solves potentially is I have a, the one of the elite mercs. Yes. You don't want to lose it. And you don't want to lose it. Or or have the game take it away from you. Right. Because you, you did a signature quest. Oh. Mm. I'm, still, I'm still a little sore about that, too. Yes, yes. Oh. Now, I've never found her up again. I have oh. I have been hunting that elite merc every day, and she's That's never up. It's it's. Fun. It is sad. It's very sad. Well, uh, maybe you could just pretend like you didn't find her to begin with. Okay. I'll try to. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll use the men in black red thing and forget that I ever had a Merc. There you go. Uh, that works. But I think, you know, it solves that problem of I have an elite Merc who's a DPS, for example. Yeah. But I really need a tank right now. Yeah. And the difficulty in getting these elite Mercs is quite high. Yeah. Do you want to say, well, I get, I'm willing to give that up? Hells no. Exactly. You're not going to give that up. Yeah, because of what you had to go through to get there. And some other jackets can use the Merc. Exactly. So uh, I think this is good because it alleviates that I've got the wrong Merc moment. And especially when you have the elites in there and you're like, I can't afford to give this up. Either this is too rare and too cool. Yeah. And I camped for it. You don't know how many times I've been up to Stonebrun Highlands to hail a guard. Mm-hmm. And uh, it sounds like we're going to be getting tier four guild halls now. Yeah, bigger, bigger, more stuff, more lag. I- I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said that out loud either. More lag. Yeah, no. Uh, well, yes, you know, to me, I-, I could live in a tier one guild hall because all I need is my amenities. Wherever, wherever yeah. I can fit all the amenities I need, uh, I'm not so interested in fancy rugs. You know, that spell out the name of your guild in the giant guild hall room. I, I don't need that sort of stuff. Right. You know, uh, I, I don't need all the fancy things that people put in them. You just Delmon the Spartan uh, Templar. Yeah, kind of. There was one guild I was in at one time. Uh, people were so frustrated by the amount of lag that they got when they went into the guild hall. So what, the, what did they do? They moved all the critical amenities to the front door. Yes. You zoned in and there they all were to just to the right. Yeah, but you know what? The front door is pretty laggy. Uh, it's a laggy place. 
Well, that's because a lot of people zone in, I think, and then they yeah. stop right there. Yeah, but I, I know what you mean. Like, um, like let's make it very streamlined so that, you know, I can get in, get my stuff, check my broker, and get out. I, I am all about efficiencies when it comes to the guild hall. Decorations yeah. are just things to get me stuck on <laughs> or take too long to render what... When I need the broker to uh, the not the broker the mender to come up because I'm always having to visit him. Yeah, speaking of rendering, one time I actually was lagged so bad in my guild hall, I stepped off the little teleporter guy, moved forward, realized that I was inside of a mailbox as it was rendering, and I couldn't move, and I had to have someone move the mailbox for me so I could get out. Uh, there's a joke in there somewhere about a little bit of mail in you, I guess, but we'll uh, uh, we'll leave probably. that. And how about we move to what I what I, I have to be honest. One of the things I thought was most exciting to hear, very small, but for some reason I think this is one of the most exciting things. And I think definitely a a thing that is going to improve gameplay. Frostfell. No. No. <laughs> it was not the all new Frostfell zone, but. Uh, that does look nice. I mean, it, it'll be nice to go to some other white-looking zone. Fantastic. I thought you'd be excited about New Frostfell. Uh, okay, I guess. I could be thrilled about New Frostfell. Um, but what was it? it, it it's the adornments, the, the renaming oh. of the adornments and adding the uh, Roman numeral system oh, to them. You're, oh, it's the anal retentive thing. Uh, no, I OCD. Think, no, no, no. I think this is actually makes gameplay much, much easier. Take a there's a particular war room that uh, that I have. Uh-huh. Uh, there's one called uh, the original from from Dov was called uh, Descent of Kale. The next upgraded version of that is called Descent of Drinnel. They they are the same they are the same rune just one slightly better. Yeah. So now it's going to be good healing war rune one, good healing war rune two. I'll yeah. know that that one replaces that one. I won't have to figure out are, are these two the same things? They have yeah. two different names. It, it, it streamlined the process, much like back in the day, if you remember old school EQ2, uh, all of our spells had unique names. Yeah. All of our spells and combat arts had unique names. They did. When they first went to the the same name numerical value, I was like, oh, all the flavor is being lost. Boo-hoo-hoo. Yeah. You know what? What the heck was I thinking when I said that? <laughs> it is so much better now. You were know... thinking about a game that started with 50 levels. You're right. You're right. And And... 20, 10 or 15 spells, right? Yep. Uh, now when you start tacking on all the uh, the AA things that I can click on on my toolbars and all the other things there, I am thankful that Sanctuary 2 replaced Sanctuary 1. Yeah. I like that. I didn't initially, but I do now. Yeah. Uh, and I think a lot of other players take that for granted too. There's a lot of confusion when it comes to these war runes where they have Similar sounding names, and you're like, okay, which one is the newer one? Which one is the better one that I want? Right. You know, is it split second redemption or is it split second salvation? Yeah. You know, there's no nothing there to tell me which one is the better one without me having to read each one and become a bit more of an expert in the game. I yeah. think anything that alleviates that needing to be an expert is a very good thing. Yeah, I would have to agree with that. Maybe not as good as all new Frostfell Zone, of course. <laughs> Well, I mean, that's something new. It is new. It is new. Uh, Frostfell, but it's... Uh, uh, all right, Delmo and the, uh, the Delmo and the Jaded will say... Uh, You're going to like it when it comes out. You're going to be collecting your silly little daily presents 
Yes, I will. Every day. For shame, you've called me out, Allie. Yes, I will. It's yes. true. I will you're go. Gonna, yeah. You're going to min-max Frostfell just like me. And, you know, you're going to be all looking for jiggly parts. I'm telling you. Yes, I and my snow globes and all the other yes, things. Yes, absolutely. You know, Frostfell, you're going to love it. But that's not for several months. We're still in Tinkerfest, and I still have yes. many cogs to collect. Yes, we do. As we said, there were a lot going on there about EverQuest 2, and uh, th- these were just some of the key points that we thought uh, were highlightable. Uh, there's certainly a lot of other things that are changing and coming, but in, you know, much like a lot of other things, too, always scheduled to possibly change as they work on it and it gets closer to release. So yeah. I, I don't take anything we've said here as the absolute <laughs> gospel truth. And Yes, and we need to have a – we need a disclaimer – <laughs> well, we should. We should, but we don't. So, yeah. But uh, uh, we'd love to hear what other folks thought about some of the new features coming out uh, in the future with the expansion Tears of V, as I will now call it from now on, so I don't know, so I don't mispronounce the, the <laughs> name of that dragon. Sure. Uh, but it is an Alley Angle episode, is it not? It is. So let's, let's talk about that a little bit. Uh, you know, earlier we were talking uh, about EverQuest Next, the new kid on the block, the yep. Marsha to our Jan. <laughs> And what I was wondering, Allie, you know, there, we're talking about certain core elements, certain key things, certain standard functionality that has to be in an MMO. Yeah. I'm wondering, what do you think are three standard functionality things that every MMO must have? Well, I got to say, this one is a tough one, and it's, it's hard to not rule out things to begin with. I think we need to rule out grouping and rating as being a viable thing on your list obvious it wouldn't be an mmo if you didn't have grouping and rating so let's just take those as a foregone conclusion with the exception of those two things um i think my number three and you might be surprised by this is housing i think you need to have downtime when you're not killing stuff you know you might not want to decorate per se but at least some place to kind of unwind some place to like organize your stuff some place to sit and scratch your head and think about what gear you're going to put on. Just a little, a little home away from home type of deal. Okay, that's interesting. I, I'm surprised by that. You're, you're gosh darn right. I am surprised by that. <laughs> um, I don't think I've ever had a place in game where I go away to scratch my my beard a little bit when it itches. A uh, little downtime place. Uh, I guess I do the guild hall because that's where all the amenities are. And if I but need to go somewhere, technically that's housing, that is technically housing. So you yeah. are right in that respect. I, I think you're right. There needs to be that, that place away from the mobs, I guess. Yes. You're and right. Where you can congregate kind of. Yes. Uh, it, although it, uh, that is a very social media thing. Yeah. So, uh, I wouldn't file housing under your anti-social media. <laughs> Uh, agenda but that's interesting i I do like that i I don't know if i would have thought of that that is a good one so uh, my second one actually is uh voice having voice chat is at least to me i can't live without it anymore uh now that we have it it is so ubiquitous i feel like it needs to be at launch part of any mmo now I, i i get you know, if it's a new game, maybe you want to have this immersion value. But I think that we all know 
there are real people on the other end and people who have MMO'd before kind of want to, I don't want to say cut corners because it's not cutting corners, but basically, you know, can we cut through all the BS and get to what we need to do? And having voice is to me, I think essential at this point, I cannot imagine an MMO worthy of playing without voice. Worthy of playing long term, I should say, without voice. Oh, I'm sorry. I was looking up what ubiquitous meant online. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I absolutely agree. I, I think back what life was like prior to having the in-game voice client that we have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't imagine how I did it in EverQuest 1 rating. Right. How did we tell what to do and where right. to stand? You typed it. You typed it. How did we get anything done back then? I mean, it's the moral equivalent of banging two rocks together and hoping you get a spark. Pretty much. We we just take it for granted. You know, uh, obviously, TeamSpeak and Ventrilo are external tools that you can use, but having it in game. So when you're in that pug or or that that quick group or something, mm-hmm. trying to share all your TeamSpeak or Vent information for the birds. It's in right. the game. It works seamlessly, and it works for everybody. So I absolutely agree. I think voice has really revolutionized how we kind of play MMOs. Yes. And we certainly take it for granted. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and my number one is, I think it's probably pretty obvious, is gilding. Being able to uh, group with people in a large capacity, having a social environment from whatever you're doing. If you're soloing, if you're duoing, if you're trying a small group or whatever, grouping, raiding, whatever, you have a mini community. It's like your little clan, like the caveman days, right? Mm. It's your clan, basically. Uh, right. So whatever you call them, guilds, clans, factions, outfits, whatever, whatever they are, yeah. it's that grouping of players uh, together under a common banner. And you're right. I, I can't imagine an MMO not having that sort of functionality. Mm-hmm. Uh, for some players, that's the first thing they do. Mm-hmm. They either create a guild or they join one. Yeah. You know, you, because in order to survive, right, the lone wolf doesn't make it, right? Yeah. You need the, the, those support structures, those other things, that, that housing, that guild hall that you're going to go, you know, you're going to go hang out in uh, yeah. when you're not. Uh, killing mobs and taking their stuff. So yeah, having guild and I and I would say too even guild, strong guild tools. Yeah, right? uh, we ha- we have that today. We, the recruiting system, the guild window, uh, the points, all all those sorts of things. Um, there's a lot of other things that other than just being able to to group yourselves together, but having the tools to manage that function. Yeah, you know, and be successful. I, exactly. I think it's very important. So absolutely. So uh, just though in a quick review, then Ellie, what were your three uh, core functionality things that have to exist in every MMO for them to, in order to be them successful. Uh, housing, little place for downtime. Uh, voice, voice chat, very important for. I mean, you know, basically, once we have the genie, you can't put it back in the bottle anymore. And uh, gilding, being able to be social with a large group of people. I, I do agree with all of them, and I am. So- Surprised that I actually agree with number th- your first one there, the housing. <laughs> All right, then, Ellie, do we have anything else for this, the 68th episode of EQ2 Talk podcast? No, I think that pretty much covers it, unlike the red dress. 
Thank you to everybody who took the time to download the podcast. We sure do hope that you enjoyed it. Let's also say, Allie, a big thank you to this week's corporate sponsor. I don't know how we live without them. Blowfish for hangovers. Own the night. Save the day. Happy hours lead to unhappy mornings. Enter Blowfish. You can check them out over there at forhangovers.com. And, Allie, I think that's where you can see some testimonials about their product. Uh, you can see testimonials, Dell. As a matter of fact, I have a favorite testimonial. Can I share it with you? Share away. Vanessa talks about her experience with the blowfish. It has saved me on many, many occasions. The latest was a rather intense business trip to Las Vegas, where I woke up feeling like death. Blowfish took me from death to on fire, like some sort of miracle. Intense business trip in Las Vegas? Yes. An intense business trip. Is that what the kids are calling it now? Intense business tripping? Oy vey. All right. Let's uh, let's remember. Wake up with a hangover alley. Drop blowfish in water. Drink when the fizzing stops. And forget your hangover. You can follow them over there at, at blowfish hangover. There's only one H, by the way. Blowfish hangover. All so one. It's blowfizz Hangover, I fizz, right. fizz. All right, Allie, how can folks get in touch with us if they want? They can send us an email. I'm Allie at EQ2Talk.com. And I'm Delmon at EQ2Talk.com. They can reach us in game at EQ2.unrest.alicious, A-L-I-S-C-I-O-U-S. And I'm EQ2.unrest.delmon, L-L-M-O-N. Or you can join our in-game chat channel, which is EQ2.unrest.eq2talk. Uh, don't forget, you can also check us out over there on the Facebook, where we are, facebook.com slash EQ2Talk. Or follow us on Twitter at EQ2Talk. I hope everybody will join us for episode number, dare I say, Ellie? <laughs> you, know, you know I'm going to say it. Yeah. 69. Oh, yeah. Don't forget also to make sure you get in your scavenger hunt entries, especially the home edition. And you can send those to contests at eq2talk.com. Dot com. Hope you'll join us again next time here on The Talk. And say plop, plop, fizz, fizz, oh, what a relief it is, Allie. Plop, plop, fizz, fizz, oh, what a relief it is, Allie. Dot com. Don't forget also to... Dot com. They actually, there's a commercial here that they like say they're what you call it, and then they say there's like they say whatever it is, and then there's a pause, and then they say dot com, just like that. And it's it's funny. I it works. The blowfish. I think the blowfish is far more funny than just blowfish. It is far more funny. Not just regular more funny. Far more funny. How do we segue?
Are we having issues with Segway? Can we pause for a second? Sure. I have to pee. I'm going down a path I don't necessarily want to go down. The summer wind came blowing in from across the sea. It lingered there to touch your hair and walk. 